0: Well, good morning again, Uh, and there will be plenty of time for chatting, Darren, after the service. Um, Just kidding, just kidding. I hope that you've all had a uh, great Christmas. Um, I've been away for a few weeks uh, from church, away from church, but it's uh, great to be back. Uh, And can you believe it? It's the last Sunday of 2020. Um, I can't believe it Um, at times. Uh didn't think we were going to make it here uh, <laughs> to being back in a room together in 2020, but uh, here we are, and it's so good uh, to have faces uh, in front of me this morning, because uh, that was a rare occurrence this year. Um, so we are in John 15 this morning, uh, so if you'd like to flick there with me then, please do. I like to pretend that the people in front of me uh, have little or no understanding Uh or prior knowledge of the Bible. So let's just take a second to set the scene uh, before we get into it so we can all get there together. Uh, the book of John is one of the gospel books in the Bible and it's one of the accounts uh, around the life and ministry of Jesus. So when we get to chapter 15 of John we've already read a whole lot of things that Jesus got up to in his ministries. He had taught his disciples, the 12 guys he hung around with, a lot. In his actions and his words, he had displayed what it meant to be a follower of him, Jesus. And when we get to chapter 15 of John, it's in the last hours of Jesus' life. Right before he heads to the cross, the disciples know what is coming, and they are about to be uprooted. Everything is about to be very different, and Jesus speaks these words. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Let's just pray. Father, it says that when your word goes out, it doesn't come back void. And my prayer this morning, God, is that we will be moved by your spirit that whatever work you seek to do in us, we will be open to that happening. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness to us in all seasons. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to make a couple of observations this morning around this passage. I won't take up too much of your time. Uh, But the first one this morning is abide, don't strive. Now, I've got a branch here. I thought I'd bring a branch just for, you know object lesson or something, like we do with kids, but um, do you think that if we all worked really, really hard, we could make this branch, this specific branch, bear any fruit? No, correct answer, well done. We could try, we could probably like tape a lemon to it and pretend that it was bearing fruit, but it itself would not bear any fruit. And I think that This is what we look like sometimes when we're not with Jesus, when we're not abiding. We find ourselves disconnected. We are just like the branch, starting to wither, looking a little bit sad. But often we're still trying or striving really hard in our own strength to make the fruit come from the branch. In our own lives, yes, but inside this building sometimes too, We can run around making programs and services happen, but are we connected to Jesus? I have to come back to this for myself constantly and remind myself that if I'm not with Jesus, then all that I do is in vain. It's so easy for us to get distracted in this world and find ourselves far away from Jesus. It's so easy for us to look around and compare ourselves to others, and it's so easy for us to become entrapped in the thinking that if we try and try and do all of the things, we can make the fruit appear all on our own. But this is what Jesus is saying in these verses. Straight from his word, uh, straight from his mouth, sorry, these words come. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If we don't abide in Jesus, then we won't have fruit that lasts. We can strive in our own strength, but we will never experience the lasting fruit that comes from abiding and being connected to Jesus. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss what it means to be connected to Jesus. I don't want to labor in vain. I want to be so connected to Jesus that every action and decision I make is flowing straight from him. And I want to be continually blown away by all that he can do. So are we abiding in Jesus today? Number two, abiding requires something from us. The word abide is a verb. I like to Google words sometimes. Um, if you, you may have noticed, I think every time I get up here, I tell you what type of word it is, uh, which means it's a doing word. A verb is a doing word. I learnt that at school. Uh, in order for us to continue to be connected to the life source of Jesus, we must be intentional to remain or to dwell close to him. It's a choice. It's a doing word. Jesus repeats the word abide 11 times in these verses, which might mean that it's important for us to get. If we don't make a point of staying connected, then it's so easy for us to become disconnected. The evil one will try so hard to distract us and draw us away from Jesus. The world will try and pull us in different directions We must continually prioritize our connection to Jesus. Otherwise, we can find ourselves very far away from him. Abiding requires us to keep taking action and make choices to stay close to Jesus. So we might be a people that continue to bear fruit. And the third one for today is, as we abide, he guides. And I'm going to spend the most time here this morning. There is a few instances in these verses where Jesus points this out. If, as we abide, he guides. The first is at the very start of the chapter in verse 1 and 2. I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit. As we choose to abide and stay connected to the vine, we are able to allow the father to shape us. As we choose to stay connected to the source of life that's Jesus, we open ourselves up to being corrected and pruned by the Father. He longs to see us be flourishing with fruit. But for us to become that, we must submit to his teaching and his correction. Verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. The Father is glorified when we bear fruit. You know, he wants us to bear the fruit. He's got the process sorted. The only thing we have to do is stay close to Jesus. Stop striving so hard and abide in him. And then God the Father works on us, starts restoring us and shaping us, pointing out the brokenness in us. As Jesus guides us and changes our thinking and behaviours, God is glorified and the fruit happens. And we can't do anything, any of this on our own. As hard as we try, it won't happen. We can't strive for that kind of fruit, the fruit that comes from God. We can't will it to happen in our own strength. Fruit only comes because of what God has set out through Jesus. And it's only through him, God, Jesus, and the working of the Spirit in us that we have any chance of significance in the kingdom. And the Father gets all the glory. People aren't looking at us, they start looking at the Father. And I'm thankful for that, because I'm very good at stuffing things up. As we abide, he guides. Verse 11. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. So we should find joy in all of this. Verse 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. As we abide, we are called to be obedient in love to those around us. Verse 14, you are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in the father's name, he may give it to you. And these things I command you that you would love one another. Verse 16 has always stumped me a little bit. And until recently, I couldn't figure out why. I think... Uh, as I do sometimes, I read things with my own lens, my very human lens, and I don't always understand. It's also a verse that um, has often been thrown back at me at times. Um, you know, it says in the Bible that if you ask God that he will give it to you um, by different people uh, in the world. But considering this verse in in light of the rest of this passage, I think What has dawned on me is that it's out of our abiding that our prayers to God are shaped. As we abide, we are shaped as a people more in line with God's design and our intimacy and conversations with the Father are greater. We see more of what he sees and we begin to understand more of his character in a much greater way. So our three points this morning. Abide, don't strive. Your abiding requires something from you. And as we abide, He guides. By no means is any of this easy. I don't find it easy. Because, like I said earlier, the word is a doing word, it's something that requires us to do something. We have to choose to be connected. And we have to keep choosing to be connected. I think sometimes it's really easy for us to attach ourselves to people, to pastors, to programs, and find or find our identity in religion. Those things aren't Jesus. And Jesus, I think, sometimes is standing there saying, don't they know that I'm here? They have direct access to me, if only they'd come. I could show them joy and they would experience the love that I have loved them with amongst themselves and they would find intimacy in their relationship with me and live life as the Father intended. David penned these words in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know about you, but I long to dwell with Jesus forever. And not the forever that starts tomorrow or next week. I long for it to start now, in every moment to come. So, my question this morning questions this morning are are you in Christ are you connected or are you disconnected have you been distracted by all the things that need doing that you put your relationship with Jesus on the back burner are you in Christ are we in Christ Jesus wants us to be connected to him And for those of us who choose to be connected to Jesus, the gardener God, the Father comes and prunes. And even though it's uncomfortable, we are shaped into people more and more in line with God's intended design. And boy, that's a beautiful thing. In Revelation 21 verse 5, it says, He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. It doesn't say I'm going to scrap the old creation and make a brand new one. It says he's making all the things new. God is in the business of restoration. And the ultimate making new of you and I, yes, it's what's to come in eternity but I believe as we abide in Christ and allow the Father to shape us and guide us, it's happening right now. And it's only by God through Christ and the working of the Spirit in us that we will bear fruit and see the kingdom come here on earth. I'm going to pray. Father, thank you that you sent your son Jesus and made a way for us to be connected to you may may we be challenged to be people who are abiding in Jesus and people who are closely connected to you and may it be out of that that everything flows our actions and our words, and may we continue to draw closer and closer towards you and Lord, as a new year comes around and an old one finishes. May that be our focus. May you be our focus. Help us to stand firm, stay close, and help us not to get distracted. We pray these things in your name. Amen.